fever. He lay three days in the hospital, and then he died. God's will. Turn round, you devil, comes out of the darkness. Have you gone cracked, you old dog? Look where you're going. Drive on, drive on, says the officer. We shan't get there till tomorrow going on like this. Hurry up. The sledge driver cranes his neck again, rises in his seat, and with heavy grace swings his whip. Several times he looks round at the officer, but the latter keeps his eyes shut and is apparently disinclined to listen. Putting his fare down at Viborskaya, Iona stops by a restaurant and again sits huddled up on the box. Again the wet snow paints him and his horse white. One hour passes, and then another. Three young men, two tall and thin, one short and hunchbacked, come up, railing at each other and loudly stamping on the pavement with their galoshes. Cabby to the police bridge, the hunchback cries in a cracked voice. The three of us, twenty kopecks. Iona tugs at the reins and clicks to his horse. Twenty kopecks is not a fair price, but he has no thoughts for that. Whether it is a ruble or whether it is five kopecks does not matter to him now so long as he has a fare. The three young men, shoving each other and using bad language, go up to the sledge and all three try to sit down at once. The question remains to be settled, which are to sit down and which one is to stand. After a long altercation, ill-temper and abuse, they come to the conclusion that the hunchback must stand because he is the shortest. "'I'll drive on,' says the hunchback in his cracked voice, settling himself and breathing down Iona's neck. "'Calong! What a cap you've got, my friend. You wouldn't find a worse one in all Petersburg!' <laughs> laughs Iona. "'It's nothing to boast of.' Well, nothing to boast of. Drive on. You're going to drive like this all the way, eh? Shall I give you one in the neck? My headache, says one of the tall ones. At the Dukmasovs yesterday, Vashka and I drank four bottles of brandy between us. I can't make out why you talk such stuff, says the other tall one angrily. You lie like a brute. Strike me dead. It's the truth. It's about as true as that a louse coughs. <laughs> Grins the owner. Merry gentlemen. To the devil take you, cries the hunchback indignantly. Will you get on, you old plague, or won't you? Is that the way to drive? Give her one with a whip. Hang it all, give it her well. Iona feels behind his back the jolting person and quivering voice of the hunchback. He hears abuse addressed to him, he sees people, and the feeling of loneliness begins little by little to be less heavy on his heart. The hunchback swears at him, till he chokes over some elaborately whimsical string of epithets and is overpowered by his cough. His tall companions begin talking of a certain Nadezhda Petrovna. Iona looks round at them. Waiting till there is a brief pause, he looks round once more and says, This week, um, my, um, son died. We shall all die, (coughs) says the hunchback with a sigh, wiping his lips after coughing. Come, drive on, drive on, my friends, I simply cannot stand crawling like this. (coughs) When will he get us there? Well, you give him a little encouragement, one in the neck. You hear, you old plague, (coughs) I'll make you smart. If one stands on ceremony with fellows like you, one may as well walk. (coughs) Do you hear, you old dragon, or don't you care a hang what we say? And he only hears rather than feels a slap on the back of his neck. (laughs) He laughs. Merry gentlemen, God give you health. Cabin, are you married?
asks one of the tall ones. I? <laughs> oh, married gentleman. The only wife for me now is the damp earth. <laughs> the grave, that is. Here my son's dead and I'm alive. It's a strange thing. Death has come in at the wrong door. Instead of coming for me, it went for my son. And Iona turns round to tell them how his son died, but at that point the hunchback gives a faint sigh and announces that, thank God, they have arrived at last. After taking his twenty kopecks, Iona gazes for a long while after the revellers, who disappear into a dark entry. Again he is alone, and again there is silence for him. The misery which has been for a brief space eased comes back again and tears his heart more cruelly than ever. With a look of anxiety and suffering, Iona's eyes stray restlessly among the crowds.